Welcome to another episode of Living Scent, a missional podcast where we're talking about how do we live as Jesus followers in this world where we enjoy grace, embody love, and engage culture as we learn how to live scent. Hey, welcome to another episode of Living Scent. It's great to be recording again. I'm glad that we get to do this together. I can't wait for our conversation. You, you're, you're excited about this. I'm That's very good. excited. Okay, and uh, hey, in the room, we have the Minister of Equipping. This is Yvonne. How's it what going, Yvonne? Hey, yeah. Okay, well, look at the audience cheering. That's excellent. And uh, also, we've got uh, Jason, Discipleship Pastor. Great title. I love that. I wear a lot of hats. Yeah, yeah. So that I can disciple. I mean, okay. <laughs> and I, I guess really the thing is, if our mission is to make disciples who make disciples, then every single person who's a part of the church at Resonate Church is a part of that's right that mission. Not just disciples. not just the staff, not yeah. just the leaders. Yeah. It's every single person yep. understands that that is their calling. Yep, I mean that's our goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our goal is to help every single disciple at Resonate realize God wants to use you. I feel like we're gonna uh, meet that goal this year. <laughs> okay, it's gonna be finished. Come on, then we'll be done, bro. They were going to the beach. <laughs> they were going to the beach. <laughs> I can't wait for the mission of the church to be finished. We'll be done. Jesus can come back, like, and yeah. I feel encouraged all of a sudden. I'm so sorry. This is church leader nerdy speak for all the people listening to the podcast. Okay, I'm so yeah. sorry. I don't think we'll actually be finished this year. No, yeah, okay, maybe maybe not. next year. Yeah. Okay, but this podcast is a part of it. It is. And uh, we've got Vicki doing the engineering and making everything work. And uh, she's really, I don't know of a, a bigger champion of our podcast mm-hmm. than, than Vicki. She's not just like getting guests to come in and keeping us on task and recording it. She also is the first one to listen to every single episode. And, and I get like a thumbs up or sometimes a thumbs down and, and mostly a thumbs up. It's just, it's just fun. that. And I, to be honest, she was also telling on Donald. Her, mm-hmm. her husband, Donald, mm. who, who also tries to steal the early peek at the pop, podcast. So, How often good. does she give you a, what the heck was that look? Uh, no, that's Yvonne. Oh, that's Yvonne. <laughs> okay. That's right. That's, that's right. True. I was like, what has Vicky ever given us a thumbs down? I thought it was just me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, today we're on another episode, and I'm glad to be having the conversation. Yvonne, what are we going to be talking about? Yeah. Today we're going to be talking about how... Just as disciples, followers of Jesus, it's really easy to kind of be one way in part of our lives, particularly at church. Mm. And then whatever we consider, quote unquote, outside of church somehow is different. It's very compartmentalized. And yet Mm. that's not what Jesus calls us to. Mm. He actually calls us to the uncompartmentalized life. Okay. I like it. Is that actually in Webster's Dictionary? Uncompartmentalized? Or did we make that word up? I have no idea. I have no idea. Either. Neither do I have <laughs> but, a Webster's Dictionary. But here. I like it. I, <laughs> I, I like the word, you know, uncompartmentalized. And uh, I think just to enter into that conversation, mm-hmm. what do you guys think that, what does it look like? If someone was living a life that's in compartments, what would, how would we know it? What would it look like? Well, I think, you know, the, the first thing I think, when I think of compartmentalization, I think of, honestly, I think of my wife's favorite store. Okay. Which is the container store? Okay, <laughs> yeah, and uh-huh. because that is that is her. She's an organized person in in terms of just life and things in the house, and so mm-hmm. really, it is kind of like a mecca for us, for her to like to go to the container store and to buy. Like we have at our house, we have these these containers that have mm-hmm. different ready 
compartments uh-huh. yeah. mm. that you fill with different items, and maybe these items are related, maybe they're not, but they these these items fulfill or go inside each of these different compartments, and they they serve a different function. So when I think of the compartmentalized life, I think of dividing up your life and every and the different aspects of your life so that they don't touch. You know, mm-hmm. like some people don't like their food to touch, which is weird. Uh, how do you eat soup? I love but, stew. Well, yeah, um, <laughs> but <laughs> okay, but but you know, I don't want them to touch. I don't want them to mingle. Yeah, for a lot of different reasons, which I'll I think I'll go into in a little bit. But yeah. I just those I see these aspects of my life not mixing, and so often our spiritual life is compartmentalized yeah. to it's regulate regulated to something else, mm-hmm. relegated. Excuse me. <laughs> to uh, uh, it's one part of our life, and then our work, our home, our school, our friends—that's another part of our life. Yep, all different container store containers. Mm-hmm. That's right. Never to touch. That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. And just to bring it all the way to a picture of many of our resonators, it's you know you get excited mm-hmm. about Jesus and who He is. We get to worship Him together. We get to sing about Him. We get to hear a great message about like who He is. And then Monday comes, and there's no joy of Jesus. There's no mm-hmm. worship of him in my daily life. Or, uh, yeah, sometimes you, you hit that quiet time in the morning, and then the rest of your day, there's, there's no conversation with Jesus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then what, what would be missing if disciples were living compartmentalized life like what's what's the problem what's what's missing if we're living all these different separate compartments i think uh i think a lot of what we're missing is i think we miss obedience Hmm. uh just carrying out um different aspects of the christian life yeah outside of i'll obey on sunday yeah uh, (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) outside of church yeah so we may miss obedience i think we may miss a lot of joy Mm -hmm. Uh, i think we may miss seeing god use us Mm -hmm. outside of the the safe environment which is it's i'm not i'm not dissing it that, that the church is a safe place to express our devotion but I think we miss opportunities for God to work in and through us on the outside, mm-hmm. for sure. And as you're saying that, what came to mind for me was we miss out on beauty. Mm. We miss out on the beauty of who Jesus is and how, like, we will never know that Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us, if He, if we only see him in certain compartments of our life. Because then I'll only believe, oh, he's only with me when I'm at church. He's only with mm. me in the Sunday service, but he's not with me while I'm at work. He's not with me when I'm doing this other thing yeah. or when I'm in like the deepest of sorrows. And so until we are begging God to change our hearts and to um, ask him to help us invite him into all every single space till there are no compartments left and it's just one uncompartmentalized life we will not see the beauty of jesus we will not be able to trust him Mm -hmm. to yeah to to feel him as our friend all of that yeah Mm -hmm. yeah he's a friend everywhere Mm -hmm. right yeah he wants more of us Mm. he's inviting us into that yeah i think too what what would be missing are Mm -hmm. our gifts 
and the utilization of the things that God's given us, our strengths that he's given us, we wouldn't fully use them. We, we might only, like you might have a gift in hospitality, and if you only exercise that by passing a donut out on Sunday morning for a half hour, yeah. there's like a part of the way he made you and the way he wants to use you that, that you'd miss out on the exercise of your gift and seeing the fruit that comes from it. Yeah, where uh, an uncompartmentalized life, you'd be like, okay, I have this gift, and it's for whoever's around me. So you'd be at work thinking about your coworkers or, or like making a meal for your neighbor if it was hospitality. So well, along with that, too, the way that we use our gifts in church are different than the way that we use them outside, especially mm-hmm. with unbelievers, yeah. mm-hmm. especially because yeah. there's a... There's a completely different way that we go about, that we might go about speaking mm-hmm. the truth into people's lives mm-hmm. or to, uh, to love other people because we're, there's, there's, a, there's a big grace of how we do it in the church because we're around people who know Jesus, who've experienced Jesus, mm-hmm. who've also experienced grace, yeah. uh, but that's different on the outside. And so along with, along with that, there's a different... There's a whole different mode of how we experience or how we, excuse me, how we use our gifts on the outside. Yeah. And you're talking about how we use them, but the, I think the other part of that is the impact they would have. Mm-hmm. And the Bible talks about both, right? It talks about mm-hmm. using our gifts to show love to the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And there's a part of that that's absolutely beautiful obedience and part of God's plan. But there's also a brokenness of the world that he's made us to be salt and light in this world. And, yeah. and the body of Christ is meant to reach into the problems of the world. That's and, right. And so we would miss out on that if we only used our gifts in one compartment rather than using them in, in other compartments. So um, one of the things we were talking about before, uh, we were talking about, um, well, just like what's the resistance? Why, why are we... Why are we inclined to do that? <laughs> what What are the reasons why people fall into more of a compartmentalized view, where we've got Sunday one way and work a different way and family a different way? I mean, as one who did not grow up in a Christian home, that was never modeled for me. So yeah. I went okay. to church on Sundays. Even yeah. though I didn't grow up in a Christian home, I did go to church on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would, I would sing, I would worship, I would do all the things, and then go home. Mm-hmm. And that was not modeled or lived out. Yeah, actually, compartments were modeled. There were, yeah. There that were, was what was modeled. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And so I would say for me, I don't think I really had it modeled for me as a young person. Mm-hmm. And so that just, that stuck. I think that's probably one of the reasons why I wrestle with compartmentalization today so much. Okay. Is because of just... I love the confession. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah. you know, um, you know, for 20 years, that, that was all I knew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would say for me, on the flip side, I did grow up in a Christian home, and my parents were not perfect, but looking back and with my understanding now, I feel like they modeled uncompartmentalization really well. Mm. And yet I still wrestle with that. <laughs> okay. <yeah. laughs> okay. I think about why. And one of the reasons is because, yeah, I, I see things as this finite thing that I need to accomplish and move forward, check the box, move to the next box, check the box, check, go move on to the next one. And, 
And that is naturally like literal compart compartments. Yeah. And then the other reason is in order to, to do anything as a disciple, I have to know I'm loved. I have to be thinking about Jesus and wanting to please him, knowing that he created me out of delight for his delight. And, but I just don't think about that all the time. Yeah. I actually think mostly about myself. Yeah. And so the times where I'm thinking about myself, I get to do all the things that I want to do and to put out the reputation that I want people to think of me mm-hmm. um, versus like when I am living as loved, as Pastor yeah. Jim likes to say, um, mm. then it, yeah, it's, it's different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's possible for, if our goal is only to check the boxes, that it's a, a self motive. Yeah. Like, like we're thinking that, but I love that you're pulling us to think about like Jesus's heart. Mm-hmm. What is he wanting? Mm-hmm. And if, if we were really amazed at who he is and thinking of what he values, then it, it would pull us toward that kind of integrated life where wherever we are, we're like, well, what do you want to have happen here, mm-hmm. right? Then there's nothing wrong with a checkbox or to-do list, but that would be a means to get to the end. Right. And the end would be, oh, this is what Jesus wanted to happen here, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So I, I can do like my thing. I can, I can I, I use my gift or serve this way, but there's really something bigger going on than me having a nice orderly compartmentalized life. Yeah. Right? Jesus is looking for mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I'm just really struck too, thinking like, he's really clear in the Bible. He he doesn't want a compartment. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know how he could say it. He's like, I want all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like he wants all. He he really does. And and that's not like a demanding taskmaster. That's like a someone who loves you so much and is thinking of what's best for you, and and he wants. He wants an uncomprom- uh, uncompartmentalized life mm-hmm. for you. And right? we can't escape either that it's right. Mm. So when God refers to himself as a jealous God, like if I'm jealous yeah. of you, it that jealousy is wrong because I can't rightfully have claim to yeah, anything of you. We're selfish and... I don't belong. Right. (laughs) But when God demands all of me, Mm. he's the king of the universe who created me. Mm -hmm. I am his workmanship. Yeah. I am created by him. Therefore, I belong. All of me belongs to him. And so when he's jealous for me in that way, it's, yes, for my good, but there is a, a, a universal rightness and order to that. And God is a God of order. And so that's right. Yeah, I like it. So just just to sort of paint a picture then, what would an uncompartmentalized life look like? Like what would be some some evidences of that? What would that what would be a picture of that? I th- I think the the big thing that comes to my mind is intentionality. Okay. And um and there's other things, obviously, and I don't know if it that's the most important thing, but it is intentionally Thinking, saying, believing, setting our setting my mind on okay, today, whatever day it is, Lord, have your way with yeah. me, mm-hmm. and whatever you want me mm-hmm. to do. I'll give you an example. So, um, 
I a few days ago came home just from a just a difficult day, and um, and not not either of you. You guys are both awesome and perfect in everything you do in our relationship. But wow. I just came yeah, home. I don't trust I don't, you now. I don't think anyone on the podcast actually followed you. I um, call my wife up. But I just had just came home from a difficult day, and yeah. I remember and and it you know it was a lot of traffic getting home, and it was just kind of aggravating, mm. and and so I re- I remember. Taking, I was five steps away from the front door, yeah. and I, I knew what was going to be inside. The kids needed help with their homework, and um, Michelle would want me to step in and help with making dinner, and just all of the coming homeness. And I, re- I remember saying in that moment, "God, I am not able to walk into this house um, the right way." So. Please help me to take the steps that you want me to take to love my family the way you want me to, to to love my kids, to love my wife, to love this home, to just to God, I want your best for what is about to happen. And that I I had to be intentional about that, because if I wasn't, um, then I would have just walked in and been selfish, Jason, self-righteous, Jason, and which I have a habit of doing every once in a while. And. So there has to be some there has to be some level of intentionality of saying God and and really what it is I think this is tied to it is humility because you're in that moment what I was saying is God I'm not able please help me um, because if I go in there on my own strength I'm going to screw this up mm-hmm. I'm going to make the the afternoon evening worse yeah. yeah I love what you're talking about an awareness mm-hmm. you're like just being like pausing to sort of recalibrate our mind yeah. to go, there's something else going on here. And you know why that awareness exists? <laughs> I mean, here, confession continues. Do you know why that awareness exists? Mm. Because of how many times I've walked into the house <laughs> and dropped a grenade, an emotional <laughs> yeah. grenade uh-huh. in yeah. the middle okay. of the living room. You yeah. know? So I think that kind of intentionality, it comes with time. It comes with failure. It comes with the realization, yeah. God help me. Yeah. Well, I think many of us don't even, we don't even have a framework to think God is at work at your work, Mm -hmm. and then God was at work in the traffic you Mm -hmm. faced. He was actually doing something there with you. That's right. Like, all that space is his, and he's there. And then he's at he he's at work as you're walking up to the house, and mm-hmm. he's at work in the house, mm-hmm. right? And so all of those places are places where he already is, mm-hmm. and and we're recalibrating ourselves to become aware of that and and to look for him to join him in what he's doing in those places, right? Rather than like thinking, oh, God's at work at when I'm reading my Bible, but he's not at work mm-hmm. when I'm playing with my kids, right? right? You know, <laughs> like those are. That's that's compartmentalized, and he's actually. I want all the compartments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and even as you're saying, I want all of the compartments. And yes, we're we're talking about compartments for the sake of having this concept for all of us to like grab onto. Yeah, and it's not so much to get rid of all the compartments. That's right. But it's really about who is God in all of these compartments. Yeah. Who am mm. I? And God is the unchanging one. He's the same God at work. He's the same God when I'm playing with your kids. Yeah. Because I don't have kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's but the same you're God. You're a good auntie. You're yeah. A good auntie. Yeah. I, I, I got some game. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. He's the same God that I'm worshiping yeah. 
yes. on a Sunday morning or a Thursday night. Yeah. Uh, he's that same God. And the best part about him being the same God is that in those, all those compartments, I'm also his same kid. Mm-hmm. I am also a child mm. of God in all those compartments. But the problem is I forget about that. Yeah. I don't remember I'm a child of God when I go home and, mm-hmm. you know, my dad wants to know, like, yeah. what, he's it, funny thing. Parents will always want to know how your day was. Okay. <laughs> no matter that how just old. Keeps no matter going. what. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's good. That's good. And so, yeah, it's. It's it's an identity thing. Yeah, you said mm-hmm. something interesting though. I just uh, I just want to touch on this for a second. You said um, you you implied that that the the it, the goal here is not to get rid of all the compartments. Right. It's because sometimes compartmentalizing things is actually a good thing. It's mm-hmm. a productive I thing. Mean, it's Ma- a Michelle does it with the closet. Michelle does right? it with the closet the and all the containers. Right. right? Yeah. Our yeah. minds actually kind of work that. <laughs> it actually right. helps a lot. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think what you're saying and what maybe we all need to and and maybe desire to grow in is we have all of these compartments but don't relegate god to one of them Mm -hmm. that god actually god doesn't want to be in a compartment in fact he what he wants is all of the compartments yeah let let me have them yeah you know let let me have every single one of them and pour myself out into them they're they're actually all his yeah (laughs) you know we're the one we're the rebellion yeah. Trying to take them out of God's hands. That's right. right. Um, and that's, it's Abraham Kuyper, uh, a great quote from a Reformed theologian. And he says, there's not a square inch in the whole creation over which Christ doesn't say, mine. Mm. Wow. <laughs> like he wants every part, every yeah. place. Yeah. Like he wants it all. He wants science. He wants technology. He wants IT industry. Mm. He wants yeah. he wants your kids time playing games mm-hmm. and he wants the vacation. Like the, it's like we're 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 putting uh we're like okay, I'll give God this part. I'll check the box. I gave him my my religious part and now yeah. I'm going to do my work part. But when we pause and think, what is Jesus actually think of all these things. Mm-hmm. And I really believe he's like, I want it all. Yeah. I and, want all of them. And Yvonne, you said something earlier about um, the jealousy of God and, and how we can't be jealous because we can't make a claim on someone else's person or the th- who they are, or the things that they have. But God is the only one who can make a claim mm-hmm. on us because we not only are his children, but he gave us life. Mm-hmm. He created us. And so that's so with uh, with the quote you just read about yeah. how Jesus there isn't anything that Jesus looks Every at and doesn't say mine. mine, and that can that might uh, jar our sensibilities, but the but it's true, and it actually is a good, uh, a beautiful thing that the Lord says, "You belong to me. Yeah, you belong to me. You are yeah. known. You are belong. You yeah. belong to and me." And I think that's where we're fighting him because we don't trust that. If it was all his, it would actually be better. Yeah. Right. Oh. <laughs> like we're we're like no, my work is mine, and I'm gonna I'm gonna accomplish something there, and mm-hmm. um, and so it's just like mind blowing the the impact. Um, what would happen if every disciple thought every place that they are like God's at work there and wants to use them there? Right. It, w- it would be then the guy who's a plumber and goes to work would be going, okay, this is God's square inch where I am right now. Or the teacher would go, oh, this is God's square inch. Yeah. And the, the uh, executive admin in an IT company would be like, oh, this is the square inch that God wants to, to be at work in. So. Well, and even the even the the seemingly meaningless things, you know, um, 
I mean, we, we automatically think of our jobs, we think of school, we think of our relationships. But what about the square inch of when you're ordering food at a restaurant and your server comes over and yeah. clearly he or she has had a hard day yeah. mm -hmm. and you have an opportunity just to be a breath of fresh air That's to them. That's his square inch. That's his square inch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or even yeah. more subtly still, the, the friends that you're hanging out with seem like they've had an awesome day. Yeah. And there's no indication whatsoever yeah. that anything is going wrong but when you understand that this too is like the square inch that belongs to Jesus, mm -hmm. you're, you're just going to live as his kid. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. So let's, let's try and bring it into a more practical realm, thinking about missional community groups, people being discipled. Um, Jason, you, you said something really powerful when we were talking before the recording about uh, desiring it. Mm -hmm. Like... Like we sort of are desiring the compartmentalized life is sort of desirable. How do, how do we how do we start to desire? How do we want to live this sort of integrated life? What would be a practical thing you'd say to someone if they're like, I want that. Yeah. I want to think of my work and my play and my friends and the the waiter. I want to think of all yeah. those things. How how do I what what's keeping me from that and how do I desire that? I think what keeps us from it is purely selfishness okay and um I, I think it is the and we've we've kind of already said it but <clears throat> the the feeling that this belongs to me yeah so um sometimes we'll you know the maybe the first thing we think of is you know i have i have this, this so my work will take you know take your job take mm -hmm. take your job and you say okay god i'm gonna you know say this but you act as if you you're giving god you know 75 percent of it or 25 percent of it and you're like okay so this time and, and this, these relationships, I'm going to give over to you. But then there's this part of it where I'm really successful and I'm working really hard and I'm, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm kind of cheating a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. to get ahead, you know. But you can have like the morning time at around the, the uh, water cooler, yeah. but I want everything else. Yeah. And, and so we go, oh, okay, well, you know, God wants to flip that and he wants, no, he wants 75% of it. So he wants, and it's like, no, 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 no. God wants all of it. Mm -hmm. And so I think it, it is a realization that that I'm more selfish than I think I am, okay. and that there are more hidden square inches mm -hmm. um, or square inches that I don't want to give away. Yeah. And and so it, it starts, I think it starts there, yeah. it's just admitting I am more selfish and prideful than I yeah. really want to believe. Yeah, it starts with confession. Mm -hmm. And that's something that can happen in MCs, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that, that we can share that with each other. And I think that even to you know, whether you are an MC leader or apprentice or you're part of an MC, I think that the kindest things that a lot of people do with me is they ask me questions that help reveal what those things are. Because mm. I don't always know, or mm. I'm so kind of caught in my own things that I can't, I'm just blind to it. And that, you know, a sister or brother would lovingly come to me and, and ask me things like, where are you feeling pressure? right now mm. what do you believe you have to do yeah and again whatever answer is from that it's not it's really just to listen and and hear them out and see where where do i believe i need to be the hero of this yeah instead of jesus being the hero mm -hmm. um and and sometimes like to say that jesus is the hero after someone has shared where they're feeling lots of pressure to instantly say that isn't necessarily the greatest move but it really is to kind of just sit and listen and hear um 
And that's where I think a lot of the selfishness is revealed. I think that's where a lot of the lack of humility or like, I just feel so much pressure. Like I have to, right. I'm even doing like a quote unquote Jesus activity of needing to write for the women's conference. And there's a part of me that's like, okay, it's coming. And I, I have to write for this. Yep. And yet there's this other part that I had people during the week saying, Hey, I'm praying for you, praying that the spirit speaks, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm like, Oh, it, it's actually the spirit who's going to speak. And it doesn't mean it doesn't matter what I do, but the, that it takes the pressure off. And, and then all of a sudden I can remember, okay, it's not the pressure for me to be Lord of this space. There yeah. actually already is a Lord of this square. Oh, inch. That's so good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you don't have to be the lord of the square inch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> There's someone else who's already there. Mm-hmm. He already owns it. Yeah, and then immediately I feel better because order is restored in my heart. I yeah. go back from being the creator to the created one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and what what I think helps that along is allowing people, allowing maybe someone or a couple of people or your people from your MC into your life mm-hmm. and to allow them to speak into yeah. and dissect you know, different aspects of your life and ask the questions, where do you see yourself compartmentalizing God? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. To be able to say, Hey, I think I'm being compartmentalized. Yeah. Yeah. Or someone to ask and investigate that. It's asking the question. Yeah. 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 And, uh, uncompartmentalized life would be a life where we're, we're seeing Jesus as Lord of every part and even when we're caught in traffic we would be going okay god you're here what do you want Mm -hmm. for for this um and using our gifts and thinking of what are the square inches where where god like i I think of every mc is like filled with these people there's like 10 people in this mc what are the gifts that he's given to those people yeah it's not just for you to use it for church programs right yeah right (laughs) it's it that's a part. It might serve a role to to be a part of church and to to be a part of what the church organization and programs are doing are, is beautiful. Mm-hmm. But that could almost be a rehearsal for how you're going to live when you go to work or yeah. when you're with your, your family. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So for MC leaders to uh, even have that idea in our minds, I'm not wanting to disciple you to the level where you serve at church. I want to disciple you to the level where whatever you have, you're saying, God must have given me this for a reason, and he probably wants to use it. Mm-hmm. I, I keep wondering, too, like, what would happen if we started praying prayers like that, right? What if our MCs were praying prayers like, God, where do you want me to use what you've already given me, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I and, think that's a great word, though, Scott. I would, I mean, I, I just want to repeat it, that we're not discipling people, we're not discipling each other to the level of being able to serve a church. Yeah that actually God wants us to be so uncompartmentalized, so intentional about the life of Christ mm-hmm. in our lives mm-hmm. that when we leave the, the the safety of Sunday or our MC, that we actually go out and are living out this life mm-hmm. in, the presence of, <clears throat> in the presence of others. Yeah, every square inch. Every square inch. Yeah, how do you know where God wants to use you? Where are you? Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like wherever you are, that's, that's the right. place. Okay, that's great. There's so much more to talk about. We're going to have to do more podcasts about Living Sense. <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah, I'm just saying, but it's been a great conversation. I'm encouraged. And uh, yeah, look forward to our next episode. Have a great one. Take See care. See you next time.